0: hello my sweet friends and welcome back to the wake up with glow podcast i hope that you've had a fruitful week so far i hope that you're winding down in your own peace in your own solitude and finding a lot of clear space within your heart within your mind to move forward as who you are fully, which is the only thing I ever encourage, is for you to live in your authentic light, in your truth, and to act from a place of honesty. Um, I am really, really, um, I don't want to say excited, but rather I feel deeply connected Uh, to this topic today. And I actually have received multiple, multiple requests in the area of this particular topic. Um, So I want whoever this is for, if you're here because the title grabbed your attention, if the words in the title said something to you that really triggered you, I want to give you an extra welcome um, and thank you for being here in this space because I know that this is difficult. I know that just being here requires you to confront some things that may have taken place that are very difficult for you to cope with but I just want to honor the courage that it takes for you to be here and to walk through this with me. So today's topic is how to deal with humiliation and This can be an instance of humiliation, it could have been an isolated incident, it could have been a series of incidents, or it could even be humiliation that has yet to take place, but that you are expecting or you are fearful of. And I know that a lot of people who are living in fear... That fear is intricately tied to the humiliation that they're trying to avoid. And the other side of that are people who are, have already experienced the humiliation and now they are trying to cope with the fear that has resulted from it. So let's dive in, and first I want to just touch on what the actual Latin root of the word humiliation is. So the root of humiliation is h-u-m-u-s. I'm not going to attempt to say that because I don't want to mess it up, but h-u-m-u-s. And what this word actually means is earth or ground and the reason why this is so 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 critical is that humiliation at its core is a loss of status it is a personal loss of your own standing in society or in your immediate circle or whatever public you participate in humiliation is a loss of your status within that group or within that arena that you're operating in, whether it be at work or at school or in your neighborhood or a community that you partake in. And the ground that you are standing upon is quite literally shattered. And I want to make an important distinction here before we get into it, between embarrassment And humiliation. Embarrassment is not the same as humiliation. When you feel embarrassed, embarrassment has to do with how we perceive ourselves. And the key difference from humiliation is that it can very easily be recovered. Our self perception can easily be recovered. For instance, if I fall down in public, I may experience embarrassment, but it's not akin to humiliation. There's a certain depth and damage that humiliation has on a person, that embarrassment is a lighter form or something that can potentially take place before a deeper instance of humiliation. Humiliation, on the other hand, it makes us question our ability to assess ourselves. It makes us actually question what we see ourselves to be. Am I good enough? Am I smart? Am I beautiful? Am I powerful? Am I supported by the world? Am I strong enough to overcome challenges? However you assess yourself, and whatever categories are important for you to assess within yourself, humiliation preserves its power in that it actually chips so adamantly away at these self-perceptions. And furthermore, it takes away our own voice and this self-belief that we have. Now, we all have identity claims that we make. We all make them and they're helpful to us because they assist us in our confidence, in the way in which we make choices, how we live our lives ultimately. What you perceive yourself to be is essentially what you believe you're capable of and what you pursue. Humiliation is an attack on those identity claims that we make. It is in a way an identity stripping. And that's why it's so, so powerful and can create this really dark space for so many people. It can cause people to fall into depressive states. It can lead to tremendous anxiety. It can really change the way a person operates within themselves and within society. And, you know, the difference is with embarrassment, for instance, embarrassment is more of a private failure. It leads to some kind of self realization that you can potentially ignore. But when you involve the public, such as in instances of humiliation, it forces you to assess yourself in the context of the actual incident, but often to assess yourself incorrectly. You start to see yourself in the eyes of the offender. You start to see yourself in the eyes of the person who you're afraid is going to judge you or you're afraid is going to make a spectacle of you. And I want to give an example. So if you, for instance, are in a relationship and you find out that your partner hasn't been loyal to you, There is a stark contrast between finding that out in the privacy of your relationship and finding that out by someone telling you or it being publicly known. In the instances where you involve the public, there's something that comes upon you that despite how personally resilient you are, or how firm you feel yourself to be in your own identity. It becomes difficult when you suddenly have this system that you live in and are forced to operate in, placing these judgments and assessments on you based not solely on something that you are, but based on something that has been done to you or something that you have done And you are a direct target. These are not blanket statements that are being made uh, which say, oh, all people who have blue hair are bizarre. And you can possibly feel some type of way, but you won't experience the humiliation that is so tragic in a way that sets in because it's a direct attack on you and something that you acknowledge has taken place okay you know another example is whether you if you encounter some instance of public abuse whether it be verbal or physical why does it become so difficult to recover from that part of the reason is because you actually associate an event and a memory with the humiliation that came with it and the offenders who evoked that humiliation. You suddenly have a lot of moving parts that you have to come to terms with where normally if something happened, you know, as an isolated event in the privacy of your own home, it wouldn't lead to such lasting memories and the depth of the pain that you're experiencing from being humiliated. And I want to emphasize how important it is to work on yourself. Whether you've been humiliated or not, whether you fear humiliation or not, working on yourself and honing in on your values and beliefs will help you to dissolve the harmful effects of any already taken place humiliation Or humiliation that you may have to confront in your life and the key is that your humiliation does not have to become shame and that's often what takes place and that's what sets in with what feel to be permanent effects when you allow it to turn into shame You suddenly shift everything that you see to be true about yourself. You suddenly shift how you perceive the incident. And once you lock that in, when you lock that shame in, it becomes that much more difficult for you to climb out of that space. So if you have experienced humiliation, I want you to really try your hardest to confront the incident. And I'm going to tell you ways in which you can do that. Okay, because what you don't want to happen is to maintain this uncertainty around what took place, this uncertainty around what's being said or what was done, and have that lead to an uncertainty in your own identity. And to draw an example um, and create a parallel with something that takes place in society and has for so many years, there's something called ritual humiliation. And I'm sure we're all familiar with it. An example of this is, for instance, hazing that's done with sororities and fraternities in college environments. Hazing is intended to strip the individual who is being hazed or a group of individuals, to strip them of their personal value by making them do something for the sake of the group rather than the self. And it's just one example of how humiliation is being used to quite literally impose upon you the need to take away your humanity and your own confidence and self-perception. Okay. And post humiliation, the key that you should be focusing on is finding the strength and restoring the self esteem that you had prior or that you may have been working toward. And to come to terms with the humiliation, because the only other alternative to actually working on restoring your self-esteem and your personal strength is abandoning your identity altogether. Whoever you were prior to the instance of humiliation, abandoning who that person is. And I want to tell you, this is super important. The only time you should focus on abandoning the identity that was afflicted by the incident of humiliation is if you were so deeply unhappy in that space to begin with. If you were, prior to the incident, looking to re-identify because you felt there was personal growth and self-improvement that needed to take place, and this incident of humiliation has just pushed you in the direction which it can. There can be a positive space to be taken away from this incident, because it pushed you as struggles and adversity often tends to do, if it pushed you to confront truths that you're not happy with within yourself, and now you are having and being presented with an opportunity to re-identify, to hone in on your strengths, to work on your weaknesses, then that is the only instance in which you can abandon the identity that was in fact humiliated. If that's not the case, if you felt Good before the incident, if you felt okay, if you felt stable, then it's important for you to work on restoring the strength that you had, the strength that was stripped from you, and the self esteem that was taken from you. And I would just want to say to you briefly nothing is ever permanently taken from you, it is only borrowed the parts of yourself that are truest and most authentic are only borrowed from you and they're not borrowed by the people who inflict harm upon you and cause you pain and suffering they are borrowed by a part of yourself that is still developing and would you focus on developing those parts of yourself you will have those things returned to you so please remember this no one ever exerts more control over you than you have over yourself, even if it doesn't feel like that. So when it comes to overcoming humiliation, there are a number of things that I personally believe are very important in order to push forward. Number one is to recognize that it has very little to do with you. People humiliate others because of gaps that they have within their own identities. People humiliate others because they themselves are hurting or insecure or uncertain or fighting for a way to feel powerful. People want power and control. That has always been the case and that will always be the case. And especially those who humiliate others intentionally. Holding on to your own power is going to be your saving grace. No one needs to know about it. You don't have to publicly display it. You don't have to share it with your, even your closest friends. It is a personal process and it's part of your own healing, your own recovery and your reclamation of yourself. So recognize, I'll say it again, recognize, acknowledge, and accept, proclaim confidently to yourself until you believe it, that the instance of humiliation and those who inflict it upon you, that all has nothing to do with you and your identity. And your power, which we are going to get back for you. The second thing in overcoming humiliation is to realize that the offender has likely already detached from you emotionally. And you may be asking, why does that matter? I'm not worried about my offender. I'm worried about what it's done to me. And it matters because it's important for you to understand and to re-emphasize, number one, that it has nothing to do with you. This person is inflicting harm, or these people, or this group, they're inflicting harm because of things that are wrong within them, things that they need to work through. So please realize that the offender and the offense has already been detached from you. The emotional remnants that you feel are you and yourself. It is the memory and it is the trauma that has set in from that experience. It is the fear that has been reinstilled in you or planted anew. It is intricately tied to the things that you have been through in your past that have caused you to be more susceptible to holding on longer or holding on with a clenched fist. But please, please understand that the offender has detached from the incident. Because if you don't understand that, you will constantly think, you will. Constantly believe that there's someone out there to get you, that there's someone out there who is against you, and perhaps extrapolating that to believe that the world is in fact against you, and the world is not. You are the world. You are as much a part of the world as the person who did whatever they did to you is. So understand, accept, and make it known to yourself That this incident is no longer yours to hold on to. It is yours to work through and you can take as much time as you need, but it is not yours to become. It is not a part of your confirmed identity out of which you will struggle. It is a place for growth, a place for recovery, and a place for increasing the amount of strength that you have in dealing with difficult circumstances that you're going to inevitably come across. The next way that you should consider for overcoming humiliation is to think about the great humiliations of those who you admire. There are so many public figures, and I I truly even encourage you to just get on Google And type in public humiliation or humiliation of famous people or humiliation, be a little bit more specific. But the key here is that public humiliation has been endured, just as an example, by some of the most humble and loving human beings, strong and powerful human beings, people who were trailblazers. There have been people who have been activists fighting for human rights, who have been publicly humiliated to do exactly what I mentioned earlier, to be stripped of their power and their identity. When people are afraid that you exhibit power, when people are looking at you as an opportunity to activate their own insecurities and try to fight them, by exerting a power over you. They are showing themselves and although they are draping you in humiliation temporarily, they are not changing the power that you are and they are not growing the power that they want to grow within themselves. You have to be able to think to yourself, why have so many truly powerful great human beings been publicly humiliated for doing great things. And I want you to do this because I want you to understand how not alone you are in this process. And I'm not trying to diminish how much pain you may be in. I'm not trying to say it happens to many people, so don't worry about it. I'm saying you are standing as part of a community of people who have overcome such traumatic instances of humiliation and have made it out stronger and have made public statements. And perhaps your mission is to make a private statement to yourself and that's okay too. But people who have changed The direction of humanity changed the direction of what is right and wrong, made other people feel safer being themselves by enduring these instances of public humiliation. I want you to know and be able to channel your personal worth and your dignity because those are two things that I never want you to feel that are being taken away from you. So please, use those public examples of people who have been humiliated. Google them. Read these people's stories. Because you, just like them, can overcome. And more than overcoming, you can represent on this earth. You can be representative, having been through that. Representative of what strength really is. What power really is. So please, if you can, if you're willing to, consider the great humiliation of those who you choose to admire. I'm certain you can find someone who you admire, who has been humiliated. Find union in that. Privately, find union in that. The next way to overcome humiliation that I suggest for you to try is to practice forgiveness in your own mind. Now, this is really important. Um, I know I say that about all of them, but this one especially, um, I believe very strongly that not everything and everyone is deserving of forgiveness. Uh, a lot of people will argue that everyone should be forgiven and that is the way that you heal. And I will say that I don't think that that is always the case. I believe there are times when forgiveness is not what's needed. What's needed is release. It is not your obligation to forgive someone, to alleviate the pain That they feel from the actions that they have taken. That have caused much harm to you. I believe when people say that everything is forgivable. They say that because they don't want to themselves suffer by not forgiving and by holding on. So I amend that statement in saying. Do not simply forgive. But practice release. Releasing. All of the emotions, all of the anger and resentment that you feel toward the people who have humiliated you, practice forgiving them in this way, through release. It is a forgiveness with yourself in your own mind, not an outward forgiveness with the offender. That is not what you have to do. I do not believe that you need to confront that individual or those individuals. I believe you have to confront yourself And ask yourself the questions that are most important for you to get through the healing, which are why did this happen? Why do I believe this happened? What do I believe this says about me? What do I believe this incident says about the person who inflicted this harm? And what do I want this experience to mean for me moving forward? This is a huge test of self, of the strength that you have within yourself. To practice forgiveness in your mind is to acknowledge that humans are deeply flawed. And more than just being deeply flawed, they represent only what they themselves have seen. Although the last thing on your mind may be to try to forgive in your own mind this person who did such a terrible thing to you. And as a side note, you are the only one who gets to decide the magnitude of the harm that was caused. Do not allow anyone to tell you that the pain you are feeling does not add up to the pain that someone else feels, to the pain of a different circumstance. If it hurts you, if it affects your life, it is warranted. You are allowed to assess the magnitude of your own pain. You do not need any kind of validation to tell you that what you've been through has been traumatic for you. So please, remind yourself how deeply flawed we are as human beings. Perhaps think of a time when maybe you've acted out of alignment with your humanity and how you wish you would have been forgiven. And if you feel that perhaps you have not, perhaps you have lived a life full of integrity and carried yourself in a way where you were fortunate enough to not require the forgiveness of anyone because you have acted out of kindness and compassion, consider that not everyone is as strong or capable or has been influenced in the same ways that you have that have allowed that to be the case. People are only representative of what has come before them, of what has touched their lives and what has dictated how they will be what they have seen, and potentially what they will do. And although we have plenty of examples where some people come from very difficult circumstances, have endured much, much trauma and are still able to be kind and compassionate, that is not the case for all. We are all internally different. Our genetics are different. Our psychology is different and our ability to cope and deal and to project All varies on a very, very wide spectrum. So please keep this in mind as you pursue your own healing. And I want to, I'm not going to say end because there there really is no end to this. Um, This space is open for anyone who feels like the conversation can't end here for them. For anyone who needs further advice, I'm here always. You can reach out to me and just reference this podcast episode and I will make myself as available as I possibly can to speak with you directly. But I want to close out this episode by asking you to please not make a home for hate in your heart that is reflective of the pain of the inflictor of whatever trauma you have endured. Do not make a home for hate in your heart. No matter how much pain someone has caused you, no matter how much pain they tried to pour onto you and force you to make your own, instead of making room for that in your being, Try to view what happened as an isolated incident that has no personal bearing and no personal meaning when it comes to your identity beyond the act itself. Whatever has been said or done to you, disidentify from it. See it as far away from yourself as possible. It was something that happened, it is not who you are. And if not for yourself, because often people have a difficult time, I am amongst those people who find it easier to do for others than to do for myself. And if this is you, if you cannot focus on how this is important and relevant for your healing, if you can't see it in the sense of self-interest, consider forgiveness to avoid carrying and potentially taking that pain out on someone else, someone else who doesn't deserve it just like you didn't deserve to feel and experience that pain. Pain is in fact transferable. It is one of the most transferable emotions and experiences. Do not allow what they did to create a chain reaction to create this reaction of pain transference that is going to afflict more and more people that will be passed down perhaps through generations. Do not allow this cycle. Don't be the start or don't be a link in the cycle of pain transference. If you cannot do it for yourself, do it from the perspective of trying to end and alleviate pain for someone else who comes next. Don't allow there to be a next person. Do not allow your pain to thrive through your being. Because as you walk through life, everything you touch will partly be reflective of that pain if you don't focus on healing. Affirm as many times throughout the day as you need to. Affirm, I will not pass this pain to others. I will not become this pain. I will work through this pain and I will release it and I will be better for it. I love each and every one of you and I want nothing more than for you to be able to heal, for you to be able to turn your pain to turn your pain into something productive, into something powerful. And the wisdom Alone, that comes from having endured pain and having seen the other side of it is going to be paramount in your life. Again, I am here for and with you always. Please, if you need to, if you feel pulled to, reach out. But remember, this pain will not last.